0: What's happening, Panda Nation? Peter Von Pandik here. Just want to talk about some golf history with you. And that's my history. Playing golf in high school. Now, you're probably saying, Pete, you played golf in high school? Then, dude, you should be way better. And that's probably true. But golf for me in high school was in the 90s as well. And it was golf in Detroit. So, first of all, I want to tell you what I loved and hated. Just the high-level stuff. But we can get into the lower-level stuff, the deep-dive stuff, too. But it's just funny because I was playing golf with a buddy of mine and his son, and his son was trying out for his high school golf team. His son didn't make it onto the team, but no matter, I don't think you should sweat that too much because it's probably a little bit of a different game, in quotes, than when I was playing. So first of all, I grew up in Detroit and I had had a few golf lessons, wanted to play some more golf. A friend of mine, a close friend of mine played golf too. So we thought it'd be a great after-school activity. My parents didn't mind me coming home late from school because it was just time they could get stuff done and i liked it man i just wanted stuff to do and i went to parochial school up until high school and especially when i started in high school i really wanted to meet new people because i didn't have the benefit of going to junior high and middle school with a bunch of these people so sports were an outlet to do that first of all the great thing about it was it's free golf and during the golf season it was monday through friday i want to say Tea times were three o'clock. So you got out of school, you headed down to the golf course. It was nine holes. So it's a couple hours. There are a bunch of us. And there were maybe only, I think you golfed almost every day at the golf course. I think because it's a public school, the city golf courses are available to the golf teams. I want to say we at Southfield Lathrop played at Beachwoods. And I think Southfield High played at Evergreen Hills, I think. And it's a little funny because Evergreen Hills was closer to me, but it is what it is. But I teach with man, it grew on me. I didn't really know about it. It was a little bit of a drive from where I live. Luckily my buddy had a car, a Jeep Wrangler, which I loved. And so it was just fun to have the top down and drive the golf. And you got free golf. And I'll be honest, I knew what golf costs. Even cheap golf was like 20 bucks, 15 bucks. And I as a high schooler, I wasn't making that kind of money. So free golf was awesome. So if you can get onto your high school golf team, just the amount of free golf itself is probably super worth it, okay? Now, I want to throw in a little bit of explainer here in that golfing in Detroit is not super popular, at least at that time it was not, and you could walk on the JV golf team. There weren't too many people. There wasn't too much talent. So it was almost like that except for basketball. So the basketball teams were very good, but even football, you could pretty much play if you wanted to, and there were times when I thought about it. So I played a lot of sports. And having a high school that had really bad sports teams was awesome for getting to know people, not take it too seriously, not feel bad if you weren't really into it. I played tennis, I played soccer, quiz bowl, chess, some of those other things. But I played kind of easy sports, but you could walk on to any of them, which is pretty awesome. So that's the benefit of being in a non-sports town. And honestly, I kind of preferred it. So... The good thing about it is if you wanted to play golf, you wanted to have that experience, you wanted to get access to the golf coaches, you could just decide to get on the golf team. And as long as you weren't like a jerk about it or didn't show up or whatever, we loved having you and the coaches loved having you. We had two good coaches, Charlie Duggan and uh, Mr. Schaub. Now I can't think of his first name. I guess I wasn't supposed to call him by the first name. But both of them were awesome, awesome golfers, okay? I bring that up because Charlie Duggan and Mr. Shab were scratch golfers. They had beautiful swings. And the thing about it was that they were the kind of guys that you would go to for advice. However, the bad thing that I want to mention here is that you weren't really getting golf lessons. So I would taken a few golf lessons in my time. You go to the golf range, the pros there. He's working with you, maybe a th- group of a few people, but he was always working with me for half an hour, an hour or whatever it was. And I maybe had three or four of these lessons over my lifetime and they're the only lessons I've ever had except for maybe the golf team but Charlie Duggan if you went to him and you were like Mr. Duggan hey I'm slicing the ball what can you suggest and he would take a look and work with you on some stuff but there weren't days that it was like the driving range and lessons and he was looking at everyone's swing you had to approach him if you wanted advice or if you were struggling with something and he would give good advice I just remember struggling with long irons and it wasn't advice to me it was actually someone else and that's when we were learn the term old reliable. He's, what are you hit? Seven iron? Nine iron? Play it, dude. I'd rather have you hit three shots on a nine iron to get to the green than a driver and a five iron that you're missing to the left or to the right. Just play whatever you can play. Go to your old reliable, get your swing back under you, and then start hitting the longer iron. So that kind of was like eye-opening to me. Worked to Beachwoods because Beachwoods is a pretty short course, so you could get away with kind of playing the short irons a lot. But He would give good advice, but it wasn't like there was this regimen of getting lessons, getting advice. There wasn't like before the round, him saying, all right, guys, the thing I want to teach you today is the release or the hand snap or the folded wrist or the hip movement. It just wasn't none of that. You had to come and you had to have some sort of golf game. You had to know how to hit. And he would just let you hit with the most crazy swings. We had this guy, Josh Ehrenfried, who had like this crazy looking swing, but he could hit it. He wasn't playing better or worse than any of us. But Coach Duggan never tried to change a swing, or ours, unless you asked. So that was the downside, not real lessons. I think in today's high school golf, especially in like competitive team, the coach will be very specific. They'll, you'll go on the, the Trackmans or you'll go on the GC quads and they'll look at launch monitors and swing motion and all this other stuff. So I think it's different now, or maybe they expect you to get lessons, I'm not sure. But I would have actually appreciated that more. But at the time, the fact that it was hands off and you just got out there and played, was probably what I wanted. Now that I want to get better, I I probably want some of that instruction, but at the time, you just wanted to get out there. You think everything you want to get out there and you want to play. All right. So the last thing I want to say here, and why I did not play high school golf all through high school, was that for my freshman and sophomore year, I played on the JV team. And the JV team was a lot of fun. It was guys that were in my realm of talent. So if you were playing and shooting on a nine-hole course anywhere between 44 and 50, if you were outside of 50, you probably weren't making the cut for that week's match. So I, I didn't love the matches, but they weren't overly stressful because guys out there are shooting 48, 49, maybe a guys crushing it with a 42 or something like that. But if you were playing 44, you were going to make those matches. 43, 44, you were in. That was like pretty good. Not just in, in my school, but on any of the JV teams. On the JV matches, you'd... You could win some holes, you could win some matches, you could win as a team. It, it's possible just, without taking it too seriously, without being overly thoughtful about it, without desiring too much, without trying to hone your talent to the nth degree. JV was just like a fun, almost like a golf league. My guys were helpful and I don't think there was really an expectation of being a pro or playing in college or any of that. And so. Also, it's not super easy to remember all the rules and grounding clubs and what's inbounds or how many penalty strokes you take for this and that and like an out-of-bounds or where you drop and all this other stuff. And people didn't really sweat the details too much. And so it was just fun. Now, junior year, I was playing good enough to get on the varsity team, which again, was not a super heavy lift in my school. But I played that for a year. And what I found there was now 44 was the upper end. You had to play low 40s, high 30s. And the guys that were really serious about it were playing scratch golf, coming out of there with 35, 36, depending on the course, 32 could have been scratched on some of these. But anyway, there were guys that were playing just par golf. And these guys were generally more serious about the game and the rules. And a lot of these guys were looking to the next level. They were going to try out for their college teams. They were going to try out for the next level they wanted to make the pros or whatever i i don't know look good in the country club and so they were sticklers about the rules there were guys that would approach other guys about what they thought was a miscount of their strokes at the end of the hole there were some guys that were introverted about it and would go to their coach and then the coaches would come back so it just started becoming so competitive that it just wasn't enjoyable where if you hit a ball out of bounds on the jv team you laughed it off or what who who cared if you made the match that week or whatever? It was just more about, like, fun. But on the varsity team, now when you hit it out of bounds, it was stressful. There were guys grounding clubs or breaking them or whatever, or swearing and just getting really frustrated and screwing up their handicap. And it just was tough. And, like, calling you out about rules and things like that. And, and not so much me, but I remember where I did not know. It wasn't like a sand trap, but it was like a flower bed or something that I was hitting out of. And you couldn't ground your club which means you can't take a practice swing and hit anything in it and i took a practice swing and hit like a flower and then took the next shot to hit the ball out but i was penalized for grounding my club now i'm not actually even still sure even though i have immersed myself in the rules if that really was an area where you couldn't ground your club or not so you tell me if you know what the rules are but i just remember afterwards hey you ground your club that's uh unfortunately it's a penalty stroke and i was like what is that because <laughs> oh i hit the fly whatever and that's fine because i knew i wasn't good enough to play. I didn't have the talent to go on to the next level. I wasn't going to play in college. There was a part of me in the JV team thought, oh, all kid players are bad, So you can play in college. But I didn't realize even at that time to get on the college team was darn near impossible. So the varsity team just was the, the back end of the bell curve where it wasn't fun. It started to become work and it wasn't really necessary for me. So that was my last year playing the junior year varsity team. And then I didn't play golf my senior year. So That's what I loved and hated about playing high school golf, and I don't know if it's the same now, but if anyone else played that or found the same things, I would love to hear from you. But that was just my experience, and I loved it. It was awesome, but that's why I moved on to other stuff my senior year. Peter Van Banda, out.